It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 52 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today, we bring you the September 4th, 1951 broadcast of Meet Millie, starring Audrey Totter as Millie and B. Benaderet as her mother. Millie is a secretary in Brooklyn, living with her mother. The show ran from July 2nd, 1951 to September 23rd, 1954, when it made the transition to television where it ran from October 25th of 52 to March 6th of 1956. Despite the radio show running for three years, there are only 16 episodes surviving today. Kind of a bummer. But we're lucky to have the few that exist. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. We'll return with the episode, Morton Claims He's Being Drafted, right after this brief message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Meet Millie, created by Frank Galen and starring Audrey Totter. Yes, you're about to meet Millie, that great American institution, the secretary, whose life is an object lesson for young women everywhere. For while other girls frittered away their time, our Millie slaved long nights over typing, filing, shorthand, and commercial law. And did this selfless devotion to duty pay off? You bet it did. Today, after only nine weeks in the office of J.R. Boone, Millie is dating regularly with the boss's son. So, remember, girls, if you want to be successful secretaries, work hard, study faithfully, have confidence in yourself, and also have big blue eyes, soft blonde hair, and a luscious figure. And now, let's join our successful heroine and her mama in their Jackson Heights apartment, where the topic of conversation seems to be the family finances. But, Mom, it's only Tuesday already. How come you need an extra $7 so early in the week all of a sudden? Well, you see, honey, it's this way. Last week, I had to pay the milkman for two weeks, so I asked the insurance man to wait a week. But I already owed him for three, so I postponed the butcher's bill for a week and also the gas bill. Because besides the milkman, the installment on the refrigerator was due. And next week, i got to pay the shoemaker for my brown shoes that he fixed last week. Otherwise, the insurance will lapse and they'll shut off the gas. <laughs> Let's go around again, and this time I want a white horse. <laughs> you mean you don't understand my system? It's so simple, Millie. Mama, tell the truth. Do you really have a system for keeping the accounts straight? Well, of course I do. I file all the bills alphabetically according to name, and I also cross-file them according to date, too. And I rotate them so the current bills keep moving up. You see? I see. And then when the man comes to the door with the summons, I pay 
We've got more money in our savings account than we ever had. Yeah? I only hope when I'm renting a household, I can manage as well as you do. Just don't be a dope like I was, Millie. Learn to spend more than your husband makes. <laughs> a man needs an expensive wife to get ahead in the world. It gives him incentive. He works like a dog to pay the bills. A woman owes it to her husband to spend his money like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the least you can do for him. I'll do my best. Good girl. And don't let his insurance lapse. Because, <laughs> you know something, for some reason or other, they don't live as long as we do. <laughs> I think I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> We're a pretty sneaky sex, huh? <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. So maybe it is a nice for a mother to talk to a daughter this way. When you get right down to it, money isn't the important thing in a marriage. That's true. It's love that makes the world go round. Yeah, and all is not gold that glitters. That's right. And money's the root of all evil. Sure, and money can't buy happiness. Yeah, and... Um, Let's see, what are some of those other stupid things? <laughs> you know, my favorite is who steals my purse steals trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a beaut. <laughs> All I can say is I'm very glad your boyfriend, Mr. Boone Jr., is loaded. Well, that's just a coincidence, Mama. You can talk all you want, but when you fall in love, you don't care about money. You're telling me. I got the dishpan hands to prove it. <laughs> Money's mighty nice stuff, just the same. I'd be just as crazy about Mr. Boone Jr. if he didn't have a cent, Mama. As a matter of fact, I'd prefer him to be poor. Yeah, huh? Yeah. That way I could stand by his side and struggle with him to carve a place in the world. The two of us fighting our way up the ladder. Now, because he's rich, I'll be denied that struggle. Oh, does my heart bleed for you. <laughs> Mama. Say, look at the time. I better be getting down to work. I'll be home early to get dressed. Got a big date tonight. Yeah, with Junior. Where's he taking you? I don't know, but it's formal, so he must be planning something big. Maybe the store club. The store club again? So what's wrong with the store club? I already got ashtrays from there. <laughs> Why can't he take you to the Monte Carlo? I understand they got beautiful silver drink mixers. Mama. If you wear your dress with the bustle, you could bring me home a couple of dozen. <laughs> I'm sorry about your collection, Mama, but I, I like the store club. Maybe if we go there, there's something else besides ashtrays I could bring you. Well, there's the... Nah. What? Nah. Forget it. It's silly. Now, oh, come on, Mama. Tell me. Well, come here, then, Don. Oh, Mama, you wouldn't know what to do with Sherman Billings leave. I did bring him. <laughs> I think of something. <laughs> yeah, Boone and Son. Mr. Boone Sr., when Mama please, I'll connect you. Morning, Miss Bronson. Oh, Mr. Boone, Jr. Good morning, Mr. Boone, sir. Uh, 
Miss Bronson, please. This is a business office, and I like to keep our personal relationships out of office routine. All I said was good morning, Mr. Boone, sir. I don't object to the words. It's the melody that needs cleaning up. <laughs> oh? I meant it, Miss Bronson. After all, I'm an executive, and this is a big business, and much too important to be interfered with by any personal monkey business. Do I make myself clear, Miss Bronson? Say, monkey business again. It makes your mustache twitch. <laughs> Miss Bronson, this is your boss speaking. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. That's better. Is my father in yet, Miss Bronson? Yes, sir, he is. And is he busy? Yes, sir, very busy. And how's about a little kiss, huh? Sir <laughs> Boone, you're an executive, and this is a big business and much too important to be interfered with by any personal monkey business. So I make myself clear, Mr. Boone? Yes, ma'am. So come here and fuck her up. <laughs> All right, I guess I have to. It's better than breaking in a new secretary. Now, just a second. You're not under any obligation, you know. Come here. If that's the way you feel I can quit this job, that's what I'll do. I'll quit right now and you can... Mm. Well? Tear up my resignation. <laughs> Uh, you were getting pretty steamed up there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, and I love the way you cooled off my boiler. <laughs> you haven't forgotten we have a date tonight, I hope. Not a chance. Good. Well, back to business. There are a couple of letters I'd like to get out, so if you can get Morton out of the shipping department to take over your switchboard, I'll see you in my office. Miss Bronson. Yes, Mr. Boone. Morton. Did you call, Millie? Yeah, would you take over the board, Morton? I have to take some dictation from Mr. Boone, Jr. Gee, do you have to say his name that way, Millie? What way? I don't know, but every time you even mention it, your voice bubbles like a glass of champagne. <laughs> don't be silly. When I say your name, my voice bubbles, too. Listen, Morton Rappaport, see? <laughs> It's no use, Millie. You may be trying for champagne, but it's coming out Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> ah, you're just being ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Then prove it. How about a date tonight? Oh, I wish I could, Morton, but I can't. And you got to stop asking me for dates from now on. You see, Mr. Boone Jr. and I are, well, we're going steady. Oh. Well, I guess there's nothing for me to do but congratulate him. Oh, please don't, Morton. I'd rather hear the news first from me. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, as long as he doesn't know he's going steady, how about seeing a movie with me tonight? I'm sorry, Morton. It's going to be a beautiful night for an open-air movie, Millie. There'll be a full moon and stars. A drive-in movie? Where did you get a car? Who said anything about a drive-in? I'm talking about the window of Columbo's television store. There's a hop-along Cassidy picture on Channel 14. It's a very touching imitation, Morton, but I got a real heavy date with Mr. Boone. Sorry. Oh, Millie, can't you break it? Honest, I'd give anything. Morton, you can't ask a young lady to break a previous engagement with a fella to whom she hopes to have a permanent one. Now, please take over the switchboard. I'll be just a few minutes. But, but Millie, listen. I... Ah, stop struggling, Morton Rappaport. You got about as much chance with her as a music critic with Margaret Truman. <laughs> J.R. Boone and Son, good morning. I'd like to speak to Morton Rappaport, please. This is he speaking. Oh, uh, hello. 
And this is David Clark over at your neighborhood draft board. Hey, you applied for that vacancy in our office, a part-time file clerk to work evening? Oh, yeah, yes, sir, I did, Mr. Clark. Do I get the job? It's all yours. You can start tomorrow evening. Oh, swell. Thanks, Mr. Clark. Glad to have you. Remember, though, it's a seven-night-a-week job. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, Mr. Clark, on that other matter, did you ask your fellow members on the board about giving me another chance to pass the physical for the Army? We had a conference on it, Martin, and we went over your medical report. Yeah? It was the unanimous decision of this board that drafting you would be treason. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I'm sorry. See you tomorrow night at 8, Martin. Yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Clark. Goodbye. Gee, I wonder how I like waking nights. Oh, well, it's the only way I can get through... You can go back to the stock room for a while, Morton. Mr. Boone had to stop dictating to check some invoices. Millie, you just gotta go out with me tonight. You gotta now. Huh? Why do I have to? Well, I, I just got word from my draft board, Millie. Your draft board? Yeah. Oh, Morton. And tonight will be my last night off. You mean they're taking you so soon? How, how can they? Well, they need me badly. I'm replacing someone who's having his tonsils out. <laughs> oh, Morton, it's so hard to think of you as a soldier. Huh? Oh, oh my oh. hero. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Morton. <laughs> Millie, you... You, 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 know. you look just wonderful in your uniform, and I'll knit your socks like crazy. Uh, uh, Millie, Millie, let me explain. And of course I'll I... break my date with Mr. Boone tonight and go out with you. Millie, will you let me talk? I'm trying to tell you. Did you say you'd go out with me tonight? Yes, but what is it you wanted to talk about? Nothing. A slip of the lip could sink a ship. <laughs> Yes, Millie. I can see me now. The bomb's basting all around me. Bullets whistling past my ears. Oh, Morton. Tanks rumbling, guns thundering, howitzers, howitzing. <laughs> Martin, you know, who knows what fate. Oh, Martin, I'm so proud of you. I could almost kiss you. Well, let's keep waking on it. Tramping through the night. <laughs> Hungry and thirsty. Enemy bombers swooping overhead, dropping their deadly loads all about me. And me shooting bravely at enemy snipers. Bang, bang! I got one! Ah! Bang, bang! Ah! You got me, but I won't fall down. <laughs> Mr. Boone. Would someone kindly tell me what's going on here? Martin Jafford has just called him Mr. Boone. He's going into the army. No. How did you know? Morton, my boy, this is a big moment. As the first employee of J.R. Boone and Son, you enter the service of our country... I salute you. Uh, but, Mr. Boone, you don't understand. You see... I'm proud I... of you, son. Proud. I wish there were some way I could show my appreciation for what you're doing. When do you go in, my boy? This is his last day here, Mr. Boone. Your very last day? Well, by George, starting right now, you get a raise of $10 a week. <laughs> well, I, I thank you, Mr. Wait Boone, a minute. but... I'll I... go further than that. I'm going to show our entire industry how to treat employees entering the service. Morton, as president of the Association of Novelty Manufacturers, I invite you to be guest of honor at our banquet tomorrow night at the Waldorf. But he can't be there tomorrow night, Mr. Boone. Tomorrow he'll be in uniform. Nonsense. They'll give him an extra day. I'll speak to his draft board. What's their number, Morton? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll arrange it. I'll, I'll speak to them. Fine, fine. I'll set an example for the entire country at that banquet. 
I'll have reporters there, the newsreels. What an occasion for the novelty industry. I'll start on the arrangements right now. You're in the army now. You're not behind a plow. You'll never get rich. You... <laughs> oh, Morton, isn't it wonderful? You're a hero. Morton. Morton, talk to me. Morton, just don't stand there looking sick. Morton, say something. Oi. <laughs> Before we continue with Meet Millie, starring Audrey Totter, I'd like to remind you that two heavyweight contenders climb through the ropes tomorrow night when CBS Radio brings you another fast and furious boxing exclusive. It's Archie Moore versus Embrell Davidson in what promises to be one of the slugfests of the new season. Don't miss a single exchange of blows when Davidson and Moore fight it out. Ten rounds of heavyweight boxing exclusive tomorrow night on most of these same CBS radio stations. Well, our poor little shipping clerk, Morton, is in a hole. An innocent little pretense that he'd been drafted by the Army has boomeranged into the biggest headache of his life. Mr. Boone Sr. is arranging to make him the guest of honor at a banquet tomorrow night. And Millie and her mama are preparing another hero's feast at their apartment as they await Morton tonight. Will Morton Rappaport have the nerve to tell them the truth? That the draft board has called him for a clerking job? What would you do? Listen now as the drama unfolds. There we are. If I say so myself, I never arranged a more beautiful table. <laughs> oh, it is pretty, Mama. I just love the way you spelled out goodbye our hero in potato pancakes. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be appropriate. Wait till you see the radishes. I carved them in the shape of little guns. <laughs> Repeaters, of course. <laughs> You'll love the olives. I put pieces of pimento on them for fins, and they look just like little blockbusters. <laughs> oh, Mama. Listen, it's the least we can do for a boy who's going into uniform. Yeah, we're sure doing our part to make Morton look serious. Okay, now, I'll open the door, and you stand on that side, and I'll stand over here. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Welcome, our hero. All hail, Morton Rappaport. We're going to give you a salute of 21 potato pancakes. <laughs> and a big pot roast, too. Yeah, sit down in that big chair, Morton. I'll get you something to put your feet on. <laughs> Would you like a cocktail before dinner, Morton? Vegetable cocktail, that is. No, thanks. You look a little uncomfortable. Take off your coat, Morton. No, I'd rather keep it on. I've had a cold chill all day. <laughs> It's warm in here. Oh, come on, Morton. Take off your coat. Get comfortable. I may never be comfortable again. Morton, don't say that. Millie. Millie is right. 
Oh, Morton. No, you'll be all right, Morton. I know you will. No, don't cry. There's nothing to cry about, really. No, don't cry, I said. Don't cry. <laughs> I'm not being drafted. The draft board wants me for a clicking job. Oh, poor Morton. Did you hear that, Millie? They want to take this fine boy in the bloom of his youth and put him in a clerking job. <laughs> a clerking job? <laughs> Morton, what are you saying? It's true, Millie. I wasn't drafted at all. I was just kidding. I'm sorry. Morton. I, I... I broke a date with Mr. Boone Jr. for a civilian. <laughs> and I went and spelled out goodbye our hero in potato pancakes. <laughs> Morton Rappaport, you're going to eat those words. <laughs> He's not going to eat a bite of all the contemptible tricks, Morton Rappaport. Deliberately letting us think No, no, you... no, Millie. I, I wanted to explain. Honest, I did. But ever since Mr. Boone Sr. started all that fuss over me and, and invited me to that banquet and everything, my tongue's been hiding in back of my tonsils. Oh, Morton, you ought to be ashamed. I know. What am I going to do, Millie? What am I going to do about Mr. Boone? Well, there's only one thing you can do. Tell him the truth. Tell him I'm not really going into the Army after all the plans he's made? Certainly. What are you, a man or a mouse? I don't know, but right now a piece of cheese would look wonderful to me. Morton, you gotta tell him. And the very first thing in the morning, too. He's getting the whole association of novelty manufacturers into an uproar over you. But how can I, Millie? You know his temper. He'll kill me. Oh, don't be silly. Mr. Boone is excitable, but he isn't that bad. Probably all he'll do is... is... Uh... Mama, get out the pot roast. Let's give the condemned man a hearty meal. Hi, Morton. Oh, hello, Millie. Well, you're still alive, I see. Of course I am. Mr. Boone Sr. didn't hit you after all. <laughs> Don't be silly. Did he bore you out? Nah. Minnie, he didn't even get mad? At me? Why should he? Oh, that's wonderful. I didn't tell him yet. <laughs> oh, Morton, don't you see the longer you let this go on with the worse it'll get? I know, Millie, but I just haven't got the courage. You have got to have the courage, Morton. I have? You're a man. You've got red blood in your veins. That's the trouble. I'd like to keep it there. <laughs> Morton Rappaport, if you don't go in there right now and tell him the truth, I will. No, no, I will. You're right, Millie. Why should I be afraid of him? I'll show you and I'll show him. Here it goes. Good boy. Well, Morton, our hero. How are you, boy? <laughs> What's the matter? He isn't in yet. <laughs> Morton Rappaport, you get in there. You got yourself into this and you got to get yourself out of okay, it. Okay, I'm going, I'm going. Come in, Morton, come in. Well, son, tonight's going to be the greatest night in the history of J.R. Boone and Son and the novelty industry. Mr. Boone, there's something I've just got to tell you. First, let me tell you about tonight. To pay tribute to you and to the uniform of our country, I've arranged for His Excellency the Governor, His Honor the Mayor, and the President of the City Council to attend our dinner in person. How about that, huh? 
Now, what did you have to tell me? That you better get the water cooler fixed, sir. We're losing quite a bit of water. Oh, yes, yes. I'll take care of it. <laughs> and now, if you'll pardon me, I have to call the newsreel people. You see, tonight, my boy, I'll be seeing you in uniform. Goodbye, sir. Well, what did he say? Millie, would you do me a favor? What? I don't have the nerve to jump, so if I sit on the windowsill, would you give me just a little push? <laughs> Morton, you didn't tell him. I couldn't, Millie. He's got the governor and the mayor coming, the reporters, the newsrails to pay tribute to me in my uniform. How could I say I wouldn't be wearing one? Morton, you're going to be wearing one. Huh? You're going to enlist. That's what you're going to do. You're going to join up right now. But, but, but Millie... It's the I... only way, Morton. Come on, I'll get my hat. There's an army recruiting office, office right around the corner. You'll be a lot safer with a gun in your hands than one in Mr. Boone's. Okay, take off your shirt, son. Go on, Morton. Let the doctor examine you. Okay. There we are. Hmm... He's really much stronger than he looks, Doctor. He'd have to be to have made the stairs. <laughs> Son, where did you get all those ribs? Aren't these the usual number? I suppose so. I guess I just didn't recognize them without flesh. <laughs> I'm sorry, son. Doctor, you mean the army doesn't want them? My dear young lady, not only doesn't the army want them, but I wouldn't want it to get out that we have civilians like this. <laughs> Come on, Morton. If the army doesn't want you, there's someone else who will. Okay, son, you can put your coat and shirt back on now. Oh, boy, I'm in a dock. I'm in the Navy. Wow, I'm going to be a... Hold it. Huh? Now, son, it's true the Navy's asked me to scrape the bottom of the barrel for personnel. But so far, they haven't asked me to take the barrel. You, you, you mean... I'm sorry, son. You're breathing and you're warm, but that's about the best I can say for you. <laughs> Look, Doctor, I know he isn't in very good physical shape, but he'd be a very valuable man for the Navy. He's had a lot of experience on ships, haven't you, Morton? Oh, yes, sir. I operated my own craft in Sheepshead Bay for three years. Well, your own craft, eh? Diesel engine? Uh, no, sir. Gasoline? Uh, no, sir. Well, what then? Boys? So long, son. But, Doctor! Out! Come on, Morton. We've just begun to fight. And that's why I want to join the Marines, sir. Because it's the roughest, toughest, fightingest outfit in the United States Armed Services. And I'm the roughest, toughest, fightingest man who ever wanted to hook up with him. What do you say, sir? Say the word that'll make me a proud and happy fighting United States Marine. So you want to join the Air Force, huh? Oh, yes, sir, I sure would. He's just the right size for a tail gunner, too. Yes, that's true. However, our standards are rather high. Uh, you wear those glasses all the time? 
Oh, no, sir. He doesn't really need glasses. His eyes are perfect, aren't they, Morton? Oh, sure. I can look at anything without my glasses. I just put them on to see what it is I'm looking at. <laughs> okay. Take them off. Well, yes, sir. There we are. Okay, now walk over to the wall next to that desk. What desk? <laughs> the one next to the filing cabinet. What filing cabinet? The one against the wall. What wall? <laughs> that one, Morton. Over there, straight ahead. Oh. Millie, let's go. Let go of me. Your girlfriend's over there. <laughs> Come on, Morton. We're not licked yet. Millie. Here? We've tried everything else, Morton. It's your last chance to get into uniform. I know, but... Here he comes. Well, can I do something for you folks? Yes, sir. This man wants to join up. And a man with his spirit and his enthusiasm is just what your outfit needs. Oh, I'm sorry, but he's really much too old for the Cub Scouts. <laughs> Come on, Morton. Confound it, where is that boy? It's almost time to leave for the banquet. Mr. Boone, it's a terrible time to tell you Don't this. you tell me anything, Miss Bronson. I'm too nervous. He's 20 minutes late. I can't keep the press and the governor waiting forever. But, Mr. Boone, there's something you should know. Miss Bronson, you've been annoying me for two hours. The only thing I want to know is why that boy isn't here in his uniform, as he said he'd be. But I'm trying to tell you if you'll just listen. The truth is that Morton wasn't... Come in. Morton. Morton? Good heavens! I said I'd be in uniform, and here I am. But... Oh, Morton Rappaport, how could you? Corporal Morton Rappaport, at your service. First platoon, fourth squad, second balcony division of the Radio City Music Hall Lushes. <laughs> oh, no, Morton. No. Bronson, Bill Tracy as Morton, Rye Billsbury as Mr. Boone Jr., Earl Ross as Mr. Boone Sr. Also heard were Jack Crucian, Jerry Hausner, Stanley Adams, and Eddie Chandler. Music composed and conducted by Irving Miller. Don't forget next week at the same time when you have another date to meet Millie, starring Audrey Totter. Produced and directed by Frank Galen, and written by Frank Galen, Bill Manhoff, and Roland McLean. Bob Lamont speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. That was the September 4th, 1951 broadcast of Meet Millie. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a moment, if you're enjoying the podcast, to give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps us out. And tap the link in the show page to visit us at anchor.fm slash oldradiocomedypodcast if you'd like to make a suggestion for a show you'd like to hear. That's it for today. Everyone, enjoy your weekend, and tune in next time for another great classic comedy radio program right here 
on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la.